0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Mike Foster in the house. Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. If this is your first time, you are in the right spot. Welcome to our show. If this is your second time, third time, however many times, awesome. Really glad to have you here. Please make sure you go ahead and subscribe. This is going to be a great episode on insurance, and this is one that you definitely don't want to miss. <laughs> Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Mike Foster here. Thanks so much for listening again, and this episode is on insurance. I'm telling you guys, this is definitely something that you need to take into consideration when you are buying your first property, buying your next property, however many you have in your portfolio. This is definitely something that you want to have in your back pocket because... And I'll tell you why, (laughs) if you're like me here in the Norfolk area, we are impending on a hurricane and (laughs) we're in the middle of the season. It is that time of the year again and everyone's freaking out. I'm telling you, it's great. Uh, We've got (laughs) a hurricane that's supposed to hit us here and by the end of this week, uh, everyone's going crazy in the stores. All the water is gone. I went to the store today because my aunt asked me to buy some water for her. And I, I go there and literally the whole thing is empty. Um, the seltzer water gone. You know, all these random like the Perrier, all the <laughs> super fancy stuff, right? The Fiji that no one really touches inside the the uh, store because it's too expensive. All that was gone, man. I, it was funny because... and. I don't know if this, is, uh, if this is something I should share. I man. I feel like I'm getting stabbed. Someone's listening to this in the Norfolk area. But as I'm walking into the beginning of the store, I see one of those giant barrels. You know what I'm talking about? Those giant barrel waters that, like, you put on top of the machine and then you have to get your little cup and you press the button and water comes out. Yeah. So I see one of those left. And as I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if I should pick this up because uh, I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I'll find water. And I didn't. I didn't. I should have, but I didn't at first. So I drive past it with my little cart and I beeline it straight to the water. Out. I'm like, man, let me see if it's there. Boom bone dry guys i'm telling you like i saw one of those little dust balls that they that they used to show in those old westerns just like fly right by the aisle everything was gone i was i was rolling (laughs) but you know what i was like you know what hey let me just beeline it straight to that barrel water and get it just in case you know because god forbid and as i'm going to it I'm not kidding you. Like, out of the corner of my eye, I see like two other people eye it, and one of the ladies was like, or oh, one of the guys is going to, uh, going to, up to it. I, found, at least I think, I don't know. I was, I was close enough. So I went to go grab it. I put it right in my, my, uh, cart, and that was it. I walked off with it. Man, I had the last water in that grocery store. Oh, man. So now I'm praying that I'm not going to get stabbed tonight in my sleep. But um, hopefully, you know, (laughs) hopefully everyone's cool about it. I'm sure they're going to restock. I'm sure you could order, you know, some off Amazon. They'll probably drop a whole like gallon of water for you from one of their little drones that they fly around. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was an interesting story. Definitely want to share it with you. But what does that mean? What does that lead into? That leads into this whole episode on insurance, right? Because obviously we have storm conditions coming. Everybody's worried about flooding they're worried about, you know, wind knocking off the shingles off of their roof, they're worried about, you know, stuff being blown from the the street into their home, maybe a tree or something right falling on power lines, all this crazy chaotic stuff going on because it's hurricane season. But I'll tell you who is feeling a little bit more comfortable about the rental properties that they have, investors that have Insurance. Okay. And this episode, we're going to break down a few key insurances you are going to want to have or consider if you either have a home, if you're looking to buy a home, or if you have a rental property or even a portfolio of rental properties, right? Because you never know, right? And we always want to plan ahead of time, not at the very last minute, like you know myself going into the grocery store trying to buy water and <laughs> literally 4 days before the storm now I got lucky but you may not be okay so let's so let's go ahead and dive in okay so the first insurance which is comes pretty standard is house insurance right or homeowners insurance so homeowners insurance is something you want to have because it not only protects the stuff that you have inside the house but it protects the four walls around you as well, okay? So, homeowners insurance, you know, you want to make sure has at least at the very least you want to have all the line items of potential hazards in your area, okay? If you live in an area that is prone to high winds, that is prone to heavy rain, or hailstorms or, you know, all these crazy things that might happen. You want to make sure that your insurance has those line items dictated in your policy, okay? If you don't have a particular line item dictated in your policy, you will not be covered, okay? Definitely talk to your insurance provider to find out all the stuff that you will be covered for. However, typically, okay, typically, If you don't have certain line items delineated in your policy, you will not be covered by them. So, you definitely want to make sure that that's something that you are looking for uh, when you're getting your quotes. Okay. And don't ever, you know, go with one insurance company, um, you know, for your policies. Look around. Okay. Shop around for sure. See which ones give you the best rate, the most coverage with the least amount of dedu- deductible and um yeah and really that that's really the key okay you want the most amount of coverage with the least deductible because the deductible is what you're going to get charged you know in the event something happens and you have to take this claim okay and then they'll cover you for whatever it is uh if you can get fire coverage on your insurance that's always great too because you know you never know right might have a grease fire in the home, maybe you have a uh, uh I don't know an outlet, you know, catch on fire. Um you know, god forbid when you're not there, right? Anything can happen. So th- you just want to be able to cover your bases, and that's what uh insurance is going to do for you, okay? So insurance um or homeowners insurance, rather, will be able to cover your stuff, your, your, the outside of your home, but it will also be able to cover the stuff inside your home, too. Okay. So if you have um, a claim on, you know, your couch, your TV, maybe a really fancy, um, I don't know, uh, dresser or, you know, an heirloom, you know, something, something big, right? Um, your appliances, right? I mean, you can get, separate insurance on your appliances. And quite frankly, you can get separate insurance on the stuff in your home. You don't have to wrap that under your homeowner's insurance, but you can, right? They'll give you an amount that you can claim. Um, But, you know, USAA is really good too because they've got a really good property, uh, personal property insurance policy. And that's something that you should also maybe consider, you know, take a look at, at that. Okay. Um so that's homeowners insurance, okay? Let's talk about the next one, which is a little bit more, you know, closer to the craziness that everyone's worried about here in the Hampton Roads area, right? Flood insurance. Flood insurance is huge if you live in a flood zone, guys, okay? You well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's necessary if you live in a flood zone, okay? If you live in a flood zone and you're getting a mortgage on your home, It is mandatory for you to have flood insurance, so you better go ahead and start shopping for rates because no bank is going to lend to you without getting that insurance, all right? Hands down. Um, If you are buying the property cash and you decide you want to take the risk and not get flood insurance, that's up to you because it's your money, so you can choose to be insured or not. Um, I do not know if there are certain counties or states that require you to get flood insurance, uh that may be thing may, may be a thing but um from what i've heard typically that's not and if you're investing your own money then it's really it's on you um so again you know just good habits get the flood insurance if you live in a flood a flood zone and if you don't know if you're in a flood zone or not or you want to verify to make sure you're not or you are in one you know, whatever the case may be for you, um, take a look at what are called floodplains, okay? Floodplains are stuff that you can actually look up on Google, and you can search in your county records, right? Your county records should have floodplains, right, that will show you, based off of the area you're in, you know, what elevation you're at, and there are certain zones. A lot of them are color-coded. Um, some of them will also have Uh, a, a map essentially right of each of the zones and show you where water rises in your area you know like you know how some areas are seasonal right where the water sources around them whether it's a stream whether it's a lake or whatever right will elevate over a certain season it'll show you how high those elevations get so it can also show you if water is going to be anywhere close to your property you know and obviously all these are averaged out right I mean it's not like it's 100 percent accurate, but you definitely want to keep them in mind when you're buying your property because if you're not looking for a property in a flood zone, you know one of these records is good for you to take a look at prior to closing on that deal or putting an offer on the deal because you may never know right? I mean, it's, I've, I've heard of, you know, stories where the sellers won't even know they're in a flood zone. Maybe they owned or inherited their property, you know, from um, family or, or whatever, right? And they held the property for years and years and nothing has ever happened. So they try and sell the property. They don't know it's in the flood zone. So they don't, you know, mention it. And then someone goes and buys it from them. And none of the research is really done. So they don't know if it's in a flood zone or not. And then, Boom, and you find out, or you find out when it's too late. That would be terrible, right? That would absolutely be terrible. So definitely make sure that you do due diligence. And if you're buying with a VA loan, right, this is one of the things that they usually check for. So, so don't be too worried about it. If you're getting your home, maybe this is your first time home or whatever, right? If you're a first time home buyer. Usually your insurance companies or or the VA, right, will do this research for you and you'll find out. But don't leave it to someone else to really dig this information for you. You know, we like to teach you guys that it's, an, it's smart to be independent, right? Especially when you're trying to become financially independent, right? You, these are just things you need to know and stuff to get in a good habit of doing. So just go ahead and check to see if your property is in a flood zone and if you're going to need flood insurance. And flood insurance can be very expensive, guys. So make sure you shop around for this as well. You, again, you're looking for the most coverage with the least amount of deductible, all right? Uh, and at least my payment, honestly, that too, right? <laughs> so that also goes without saying. But anyway, um, awesome. Okay, cool. So we've got homeowner's insurance. We've got flood insurance, all right? Let's talk about Umbrella insurance, okay. Umbrella insurance is a little more higher level. You don't need umbrella insurance if you only have one property and you plan on just living in this one your entire life, and you don't plan on you know investing anymore. Okay, that's fine. Umbrella insurance may not be anything that you really need, or maybe you do, right? But what is umbrella insurance? Let's talk about it. Umbrella insurance is an insurance that. Literally acts like what it sounds like right it covers you for like anything and I mean anything you know you can go to umbrella insurance and you know pick up pick up one policy that can cover you for all your rental portfolios that can cover you for you know your auto included can cover you know health and involve i mean I've seen some crazy umbrella insurance policies out there um i don't personally have one yet simply because i have not built a portfolio that I want to you know, put a policy on yet. Uh, However, once I get to my goal of 10 properties, then I will get my umbrella insurance policy and then it will make sense to me. Um, it might not be, you might think differently. Maybe you are the investor that you say, Hey, once I get my second or my third, I'm going to go ahead and get an umbrella insurance policy. That is quite okay. All right. You can do it however you want, but, um, I will just say that, you know, for me, right, it'll make more sense for me to do it once I hit that ten mark. Um and right, it doesn't matter. You again, you can use umbrella policies for whatever you want, but they are important because these umbrella po- policies can cover you when a lot of other insurance policies can't. Right? You always hear those onesie twosie stories about You know, the flood insurance that didn't cover someone for this particular flood because it was caused by something else. And, you know, the insurance just, you know, gave them a hard time and and said that, hey, you weren't covered because of X, Y, Z or or, for instance, like a fire. Right. The fire wasn't necessarily caused by, you know something on the outside it was caused by something on the inside and because this one thing this one thing that wasn't in all your policy started your fire then you know hey now your house is no longer covered by insurance and blah 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 blah. so i know it sounds stupid but and again these are extreme examples and all stuff that you can you know try and mitigate when you communicate with your insurance provider right ahead of time But, you know, again, an umbrella insurance is good to have, especially, too, if, you know, anyone breaks their, I don't know, breaks their leg or, you know, trips and, you know, I don't know, impales themselves on your property, you know, something random, right? But but an umbrella insurance can also cover for, you know, medical bills of that said person, you know what I mean? So that also helps out a lot. Um, So keep in mind, when you're growing your portfolio, Umbrella insurance may be something you want to consider and definitely look into it, uh, into each policy to see what you can get covered for or, you know, whatever, right? Okay. And then, um, and then let's talk about one last insurance policy that not a lot of people think about. Maybe a lot more people are starting to think about it now, um, because I've heard a little more people talk about it now, but, but life insurance, Okay, now, life insurance is a very, very good thing to have. Now, I know I'm going to be, you know, turning off some people here because they're going to say, oh, life insurance, blah, blah, blah. Not again, not one of these things. Listen, all right, I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of smart people out there that have multiple life insurance policies. And just by that fact alone, right, smart, wealthy people having them, I'm going to give it the time of day to learn, okay? Because I would tell you there are a lot of not smart, you know, poor people out there that don't have life insurance that die all the time and leave their family in a whole lot of debt. And I know firsthand from that because I've seen a lot of that in my family, okay? So I'm not saying that my family is, you know, dumb or anything like that, right? But I come from a lower income family and I can tell you from experience that, you know not having that education in my family has caused a lot of pain and grief in and my situ- or in our my family situation right okay so i will tell you now having learned the knowledge that i have on life insurance that has completely set not only myself up right but the generations that are to come in my family because i have committed myself to educating my entire family on life insurance and the importance of it and how we can better each other, right? By having it. Okay. So anyway, I'm getting off my soapbox there, but, (laughs) um, all right. Life insurance is great. Okay. Life insurance can be really, really good if you have some great policies. All right. Especially ones that allow you To have a little more flexibility, and I'm going to get into that briefly, but there's going to be a much bigger lesson on um, life insurance policies that allow you to bank on yourself, so to speak, right? Allow you to take more control of your finances and take it out of the bank's hands and create your own separate account that you can use to loan money to yourself and pay yourself back with interest, right? Right. That's essentially how where I'm going to go with that one. But um, on a separate note, right? Just in general, life insurance is great because God forbid anything happens to you, you can now take money and you can give that to your family to pay off the hefty debts that you build up from buying rental properties, right? Or just properties that you're living in in general, right? So let's say you put, you know, a four hundred and forty thousand dollar Uh, Property in your name, and now you know, I mean, again, you bought it with a VA loan, right? And you go out on deployment. God forbid, you know, something happens, and you end up paying the ultimate sacrifice to your country. You know, God bless you for that. Absolutely amazing. And yes, maybe you have, you know, SGLI, right? The service members' life insurance policy, which is great, but that's term life insurance, okay? That's not as not whole life insurance and I'm going to get to that in a little bit too but maybe you get that policy and maybe that policy is enough to cover you know your home and maybe a little bit more but let's say maybe you had more debt or let's say you bought three properties during your time in the service right you you bought you know three different ones in different areas and total you may have a portfolio that with All you know, equity together might be worth like six hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars, which is great, but you're seven or five or however many hundred thousand dollars in debt because you haven't paid them off yet, right? So, no matter how big your portfolio gets, if you haven't paid off your debts to those banks, you are in debt and you're going to owe money on those loans now. If you have life insurance to cover all of the debts that you have with these properties and something happens to you, your family's set, right? They'll cash in from the life insurance policies, they can pay off these homes that you have and now your family is left with a net worth of, you know, X amount of dollars because they have 3 or 4 or however many properties paid off in full. Because you've left them with a nest egg that allows them to have you know, full control of the equity of these homes and if they're all rental properties, that's even better because now that they have no debt, they have very little to pay off and they're starting to make money off these other rental properties. So you've not given them a paycheck. So you've given them full equity on these homes, you've given them a paycheck all right and an awesome awesome nest egg for them to build upon for their future does that make sense all right so life insurance is amazing and if you don't have it and something goes wrong then you know now you leave your family with a whole bunch of debt and now your family has to pick up the pieces and figure out how they're going to pay off all the things that you owed and left them right okay now I'm going to rewind a little bit. I briefly mentioned something about term and whole. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk about those real quick. Okay. Term life insurance is something that you pay small payments on for a particular time that you want coverage. So for in the military, all right, let's use the military. For example, you have what's called SGLI, right? The service, uh, service members, life something insurance, I I forget what the G stands for, don't quote me on it, but anyway, um, it is a term life insurance because you only pay $29 a month for it and during the time you're in the service and the time you are paying for that insurance policy, you're covered. The moment you step down from the service and you no longer pay for that, that service anymore, Um, the policy anymore, you're not covered, okay? If you miss a payment in the month, you're not covered, right, for that month. It's It's just how term works, okay? And so if you're not paying, you're not covered and blah, blah, blah. But if you have what's called whole life insurance, right, you set up a policy that you pay a certain premium each month, but... Your premium is under the amount of money that you put towards your policy each month. So let's say if you have a premium of 100 but you're paying $300 into your policy every single month, right? So you have a policy that's worth 500000 but you're paying $300, that, th- that difference from the premium that you're paying and the money that you're putting in, right, that builds up what's called cash value. So if you're paying twenty nine dollars a month on life insurance for for a term life insurance, right? For us, July, the twenty nine dollars that you send every single month is gone because you're paying a company to give you the ability to have that coverage. That's like a just in case. But everything that you pay them goes straight to their pocket, and you collect none of it. For whole life insurance, anything you pay that doesn't that is not part of the premium, right? Goes to your pocket, right? Or it goes to your account, right? And that account bears interest over time. Doesn't bear a lot of interest, okay? It does not bear a lot of interest. We're saying maybe, you know, similar to the G fund in TSP, but you're growing that cash value, so you're saving it. And it's, you know, making about what, you know, the inflation rate is or a little bit more each year. So you're saving money. And that's essentially what you're doing, right? Don't ever let someone tell you that life insurance is an investment. It can be if you put if you get a policy that you put your cash value into, you know, a heavy interest bearing account, right? But the more interest you you try and make off of your life insurance, the more at risk you're going to be to the market swings. At least in certain whole life insurance policies, right? You'll have a little more coverage and safety on it and even some that protect you for heavy dips in the market. So, you want to be able to be smart and look for, you know, opportunities like that to get involved in. But life insurance again, like I said, can be an absolute huge factor in, you know, the future success of your family. God forbid something happens to you, and we're all in the military, okay? We are all in the military. Uh, if, well, if you're listening to this, maybe you're not in the military anymore, but <laughs> but if you, if you are in the military and you're listening to this, you are always at risk. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? You are always at risk, and I'll tell you why. It doesn't matter whether you think that you are not in the line of fire, right? You're not in a combat zone. You're not in a you know, whatever. You can just be underway on the ship. In the middle of the night, and something happens—you run aground, right? You collide with another ship. Anything happens. We just experienced it, right? We lost some sailors last year, and it's huge. Right? It's a huge impact, and that ripples across the fleet. That ripples across the force. It ripples across the military. You know, something as simple as a transit. And you lose some folks, right? We lost some some uh, soldiers in a training exercise last year as well, right? I mean, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, okay? Something as simple as training, something you do maybe, you know, how many times a year, and something happens, all right? Now, I'm not trying to put a damper on, on today's podcast, but it's something real. It's something that is absolutely real. And we all need to be ready for it, guys. We all do, right? Active duty and reservists alike, even veterans, okay? I mean, I can't tell you how many veterans we've lost just due to, you know, poor medical treatment afterwards, right? The VA is not perfect, (laughs) I should not have to tell anybody on this podcast that. The VA is not perfect when it comes to medical care, okay? I'm pretty sure we've all heard horror stories out there. And, you know, no offense if you work there, guys. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. But, hey, (laughs) if you work there, you should probably know too. Like, not necessarily the best care. It may be the cheapest care, but it's not the best care. Um, But, yeah, anyway, you know, people die from, you know, Uh, Injuries that they've sustained over time, and you know, maybe you know, you hit got that IED blast that left some extra shrapnel in a spot where you know no one could catch it, and eventually over time, it you know caused you some serious issues, and hey, maybe ended up taking your life. Really, really sorry for something like that, but hey, you know, if you're able to set your family up for success, think now. Be proactive and set your family up for that what if. You know, hey, that's great or even better. Maybe if you don't have all the properties out there, but you have an intention on buying some, you're getting your families started on it and you have a little bit more money through insurance policies than you have properties. And now all of a sudden you leave your family with a lump $600,000 that now they can go do and do what with? Oh, well, they can go and now they have the money to buy these rental properties to build themselves passive income and live on past your legacy, thanking you, right, their service member for not only instilling them with the knowledge to sustain themselves past your death, but also now giving them that lump sum, that, that nest egg that they needed to get themselves started as beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. So, anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about the sad stuff now. But it's just something you want to think about, right? I mean, and when it comes to insurance again, it's all all areas of insurance, guys. Okay, you don't want to be the one that you know has a rental property where someone you know breaks their toe and is now coming after you for everything that you own. Okay. Uh, I've mentioned in other podcasts before about liability, right? You don't want to have proper, rental properties in your own name, but you certainly don't want to have a rental property without a level of insurance that can handle the stupidity that may follow with just people trying to sue you for everything. You know what I mean? Um, so that's definitely that. And you, and you also want to protect your own home for loss. You know, that random grease fire from that party that you wanted to have or You know, the electrical outlet that decided to go rogue and catch fire and, you know, burn your accent wall. It's made of wood, right? So now (laughs) I'm saying this as I'm looking at my living room (laughs) and I'm seeing the outlet that I carved carved in my wall. Yeah. So praying to God that that outlet doesn't go rogue tonight. But, you know, (laughs) just something you want to think about, right? Um, So... I'm just saying, guys, um, definitely, definitely make sure that insurance is part of your game plan when you are factoring in the numbers in your property um, and right your little ORM, like they're called right, operational risk management that you're planning for your investing future. Okay. Um, all right, guys, that's really it. That's all I've got for today. Thanks so much again for listening. Um, and I hope that you guys pray for me out here uh, pray for everyone here that's in the Hampton Roads area okay I think people are losing their minds a little too prematurely I don't think that the storm is going to hit us as hard as possible and you can quote me on that right or I'm sorry as hard as they say that it's going to but um, whatever I mean hey, start making preps for it just in case and if it does I'm insured so so I mean um, hopefully it will be alright you know we'll see we will certainly see but um anyway thanks again guys for for listening again make sure you hit us up on www.activitypassiveincome.com check out our page uh check out our spark club if you're not a member be a member it's an awesome place to be we've got a lot of changes going on here um Hit us up on our Facebook, our Instagram. There's so much stuff going out there. Hey, if you are in the Hampton Roads area and you make it through the storm, next week we're celebrating at all right uh, the Keegan's Irish Pub for our little meetup. It's going to be great. All right? I'm fully expecting everyone to be there and share their awesome hurricane party stories. It's going to be so much fun. Cannot wait to see you guys out there. All right, Mike Foster, I'm out of here.